Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short term rental professionals. You are listening to an episode of The Host Show. I'm your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of the show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by SDR Legends, the only exclusive mastermind that connects the top CEOs and short-term rental business owners at the most unique travel destinations. So if you're running over 50 short-term rental units or you're managing boutique hotels or you're an investor in the short-term rental space, then we invite you to apply for the mastermind at strlegends.com. We'll get on a call with you to see if the mastermind is a good fit. And if it's a win-win, then we look forward to welcoming you in a couple months at our first live event at an incredible beachfront short-term rental property in Oaxaca, Mexico. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I have one of my favorite guests on the show. And you may, you probably will have heard of her because not only has she been on the podcast many times, but she, she's the author of a book, Million Dollar Host. She's very famous, especially in Australia. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Miss Julie George. Hooray! I made it back on Get Paid for Your Pad. Is this number four? I think we've I think this might be our fourth episode that we've recorded together, Jasper. And how much fun have we had in the last three? So I'm expecting the number four will be just as cool. I have no doubt about that. I think after Eric and myself, uh, you're probably the person that has been on the most episodes. Actually, for a while, I was doing uh, I was doing these news episodes with the with our friends at Hostly with David and Margot. So they they probably they would probably beat you. In terms of number of episodes, but you know, yeah, fourth place is pretty cool too. What is there's it? Fourth a challenge. Fifth place. There's Top a challenge. Five. I'll just have to get on some more podcasts. We'll have to come up with some more topics to discuss. But um, That's but right. really, really excited to talk to you today. And yeah, hello to everybody listening in. I know that we're getting a lot of people uh, listening into your podcast lately, and a lot of um, a lot of buzz in the industry for get paid for your pads. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's always fun. Every time I look at the the downloads number, it's it's higher. So you know, the podcast is growing, which is awesome. You know, I've been doing this for eight years now, which is kind of crazy, isn't it? Wow, it's amazing, <laughs> and and yet you still bring the energy. You're still smiling, so you must yeah. be doing something right. I love doing the podcast. I I was I was thinking today actually, my nephew and my niece are visiting, and I'm back here in Panama City, and there's a small little island. It's just a thirty minute ferry ride and then suddenly you're in this tropical little island it's the water is super warm and clear there's fish swimming everywhere we were just chilling out and i was doing some work you know while sitting on the beach with them and they were asking me how many episodes do you think you're going to do in your life and i was like i don't know if i'm ever going to stop like i I could see myself like 85 years old like sitting in some sort of like elderly home in my wheelchair and i'm still like this is episode number 12,746. <laughs> Put your teeth in and uh, take your, your medication and be ready to go. <laughs> it's like, when did you uh, start hosting Airbnb? It was like 73 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, worry, I'll probably be sitting next to you and we'll probably be on 
yeah, I'll just be trying to keep up with Margot and, and um, David to see if I've beaten them yet and with the amount of podcasts we've done together. So, um, Let's dive into today's topic because we are going to talk about how to sell your Airbnb business because that's something that Judy has accomplished and we are seeing a lot more activity in the space recently and we are also expecting that there's going to be a lot of activity in the space in the next few years. You know, with larger property management companies, instead of finding new properties to add to their portfolio, I think they're more and more looking now at like, hey, why? Instead of finding new ones, like we could also just buy some smaller businesses, right? So we've seen that activity uh, increase. And so who better to, to talk to than Judy George? Because she's actually sold her business. We can't say for how much. No, right? that's the one thing we, we can't talk that? about. But the exciting news is that look, I can see into the future and I can guarantee because I'm I'm in Australia, I can see into the future and I can tell you that there is some real activity happening in the purchasing um, area of the short-term rentals game. So people are starting to ramp up again now that travel has opened up. COVID has kind of been swept under the carpet Let's hope for good, but it's really, really exciting. The conversations that are going on behind the scenes, you know, I'm not real good at keeping secrets, so I can tell you that I have had some conversations with some big, big players in the marketplace who are now out actively looking to acquire small short-term rental businesses. And for those of you tuning in right now, if you've got 10 or more properties that you are managing in a property management portfolio or maybe an arbitrage model where you're leasing and subleasing those 10 properties, get ready. You're going to get a knock on the door. I, I almost can guarantee that you will get a knock on the door from one of the big boys in the industry who is looking to add to their portfolio. And the name of the game for those guys is, and the, the purpose is to have as many property listings in the portfolio as they possibly can. So a lot of them are investor-backed. A lot of them have this pressure on them to grow their portfolio. And Jasper, like you said before, the easiest way to do it is not organically, not just go out there and get the mum and dad listings to onboard those properties and to furnish the properties, but it is to go to somebody who is established, who has got future bookings on their calendar already, has got reviews already on their listings and just partner with them or to say, let's let me take over your portfolio and take over your listings. So the Airbnb actual account is something that is being sold as well. Mm, so. Yeah. Well, let's dive more into this because, you know, I know there, there are some, I've spoken to some hosts as well that are, you know, kind of looking to sell their business. So there might be some people listening right now who are like, Hey, you know what? Like if I had a good offer, like I'd be down to sell my business, but you know, there's quite a lot that goes into that, right? Number one is, how do you actually structure a business so it's attractive to to be sold, right? So what are the things that people can do now, especially if you're if you're thinking like, hey, down the line, I might want to sell it in two or three years. There's things that you can start doing now to make sure that your business is actually an attractive takeover target, right? Number two is the whole process of like, where where do you actually find that company that could oh. buy your business, right? And then also like, what's the process like of, of the negotiation? Like, how do you get the best price and what comes after the sale, the transition period? So there's a lot to talk about here. We could probably talk about it for a couple hours, but let's, uh, yeah, let's just dive in and, and let's start with like, 
how do we structure our business to make it an attractive sales target? Well, that's and that's the beauty of this business is a lot of people get into short-term rentals for that immediate cash flow. You know, the, the really good nightly rates, the, it's attractive that there's a profit right off the bat, uh, whether it's arbitrage or whether it's a management style model. So, but a lot of people don't realize that they're building a saleable asset. So as long as you have a few items in place, like very strong contracts with your homeowners and your landlords, if you're doing the arbitrage model, make sure that the paperwork is solid so that you've got a very strong contract in place. That's probably one of the very first things that you need to do. But actually, let's even rewind even further. Why? Why would you want to sell? So you've got to really be very clear on your intentions of what is the purpose? Are you just chasing the money? Are you just chasing the big payday? And then what? Like, have you got an exit plan? You know, what is the purpose? For me, the purpose was I really wanted to sell up to free up my time to promote Million Dollar Host, my book, but also to work with some cool people uh, like Short Term Rental Legends X, Jasper Rivers, Eric Moller. You know, my purpose was really about wanting to help and give back to the industry. I felt like I had achieved everything that I could with my management model, getting to 130 properties in a couple of years. And it was time for the next challenge for me. So I identified that my own my own needs were to sell up and to do something new. So folks, make sure you know what your purpose is and be very clear. Okay, and then it's time to get set. Getting those contracts really tight. Consulting the experts. So you need to consult your attorneys, your solicitors, your accountants. Mm -hmm. Really sit down and have a serious conversation with those people. Is it the right time to sell? Have you got everything set up? Your accountant is going to become a regular uh, friend of yours in the process of looking to sell and the transition period thereafter. But you need to consult those people. So consulting those experts and consulting maybe a business consultant to help you sell your business as well. Okay, so I did do that, but it's probably one of my biggest regrets. And that consultant may be listening in right now. I don't care. I wasted a lot of money on that person, but we can go into more depth on that in a second. You need to really assess your current income, your expenses, your business assets, your debt, profit. How good are your profit margins at the moment? You need to show it in black and white how good those profit margins are. Now, in short-term rentals, we have a tendency that we can let a few things slip through into business expenses that may not be business expenses. Let's talk personal groceries, fuel for our cars. If you, you know, maybe taking a little advantage of your business structure at the moment to put a few personal items through, through the books, you might decide to not do that for a while to make sure that your profit margins are looking stronger than ever because... We'll talk valuation in a minute, but your valuation is dependent on how good that profit margin actually is. Yeah, I mean, you're you're already touching on uh, a lot of different things. I want to talk first a little bit about the business model and the structure of your business. Why can you can you talk a little bit about like what you know what type of business model is is attractive and when it comes to, for example, having systems in place, right? Because like one of the things that I'm thinking is like if I if I wanna if I'm out there gonna buy a business, my first thought is like okay how am I gonna rent it? 
Like, do I need the owner to be involved for a really long time or do they have like the documentation, right? So that we can just take over the pro the SOPs, the processes and the systems. What, what, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I, I think you really, as long as you've structured your business with the right contracts, as I was saying before, and yeah, you've got SOPs, you've got a playbook in place, you've got a business that's not reliant on you. Now, this is really important, folks. If your business, if you are running your business 24-7 and it is reliant solely on you, you can't sell it. That's something that I'm going to be really mm. upfront with. Um, if you have taken the Legends X course and you now know how to work on your business, not in it, and able to walk away from your business for a vacation yourself, you've probably got a saleable business. So that's probably one of the very first things that you've got to recognize is that, yeah, make sure that the business can be self-sufficient. It can run on its mm -hmm. own. You are not having to, to do it. When it comes into landlords with the arbitrage model or with homeowners where you're managing the property on behalf of other property owners, as long, it shouldn't matter. It, it shouldn't matter about selling as long as the business is able to provide the same service to the homeowner once the sale is going through, you won't lose people. For me personally, 130 properties, one of the conditions of sale of the, the business was that we I was going to stay on with the company for six months after mm. I sold the business to them. So I stayed on as an employee. Now, this was a really smart move. That helped the transition process to reassure the homeowners that nothing was changing. Julie George might not be there anymore, but the business host my home in Cairns, Queensland remains the same, the same service, the same team, the same pricing, everything stayed the same. In fact, what we tried to do was promote that it was going to be a benefit to the homeowners that the business coming in to purchase my business, so Home Time were the name of the company that purchased my business, they were coming in, but they were coming in with additional software. They were coming in with a, a portal that a homeowner could log into and see mm -hmm. some pretty cool information on their property. So there, there were a few extra benefits for the homeowner with the sale taking place. Now, one of the things that I had to sign off on with the contract, so I, I can tell you little bits and pieces about the deal that I did, but it was certainly that I couldn't lose a certain number of properties. Mm. If during that transition period we had, well, I can say 10 or more owners drop off and say that they didn't want to be with Host My Home anymore, then I actually had to give back some of the sale proceeds. Um, yep. It didn't happen because we were very smart and strategic about working together to transition and to make everybody feel comfortable. Yep. So it was, it yeah, I think you make a really good point where you were saying like you got to get yourself out of the business first because imagine that you're really doing everything yourself and it's your relationship with the homeowner that's the basis for them doing business with you. If you then take yourself out of it, then there's there's not a lot left, right? So then I, I can imagine that that's going to be a challenge then to convince those homeowners to to stay with you, right? Versus if you if you actually have a team in place that's doing a lot of the work and the communication and, and, and et cetera for you, then you could say like, hey, you know, I'm not going to be there, but I'm not really doing anything anyway. Right. It's my team that's doing the work and that my team is going to stay the same. So, so that makes a lot of sense. And that's, you know, it's interesting 
that's obviously that's one of the main focuses of of our Legends X program. But also, you know, in the first week when we the first couple of weeks when we talk about the vision in Legends X, it's interesting that we ask our students like, "What is your end goal with your business?" Right? That's one of the questions, and a lot of them are not really sure. They're like, "Well, I don't know. Like, I've never thought about that. Like, I just started with two units, and then I was like, oh, 'Oh, I'm making money. Let's add a third and a fourth and a fifth, and now I have 12. And I don't know what I want to do with it." So it's it's interesting because not just asking that question is like, "Well, do you want to take yourself out of this business and have it operate as a machine and just provide cash flow for the rest of your life, pass it on to your children?" Or do you want to partner with somebody to eventually take it over and you just get like a, you know, kind of like a monthly, a monthly dividend or something, or, or do you want to sell it? And then people are like, oh, you can sell it. <laughs> a lot of people just have never thought about that. Right. That's right. And, you know, there's a new option that I've just come across recently where there is an option where you can sell your business, but stay on as I did, like as an employee and continue working this business, Mm. but just not as the owner anymore. So there are some big guys in the industry floating around, possibly going to knock on your door, who may say, would you like a big cash injection? We're going to purchase your business right now but you're going to stay on and we're going to make you an employee of your business. Mm. Hey, yeah. there's an option. There's an option yeah. where suddenly you you can <laughs> take your, your money and go and buy your private yacht or whatever you want to do, but you still continue doing what you're doing now and, and hopefully love what you're doing now. So, yeah. So let's, let's talk about how do you actually find a buyer? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. So <laughs> you could do a Julie George and engage a consultant who knows nothing about our short-term rental industry, who knows nothing about, you know, so don't do a Julie George. Um, that was the biggest waste of money that I ever paid. In hindsight, I was the expert in my field. I knew the connecting, I knew who was going to be interested. So, so I would say, have a look at these people first. Firstly, have a look at other short-term rental operators in the space. Mm-hmm. Are there people that, maybe are in your local area that are looking to, well, maybe your competitors. And you know what I love about this industry is we don't really see ourselves as competitors. There's a lot of collaboration in our industry and I'm hoping that you might be able to say to another host that operates in your city, would you be interested in taking on my 10 properties if it's time for you to proactively go out and find a buyer? So have a look at other business owners in the short-term rental industry, but then look at some of the big players. Now, I want everybody to have a look at Vacasa, V-A-C-A-S-A, vacasa.com. They actually have a, on their website, do you want to sell your business? So you can put onto their uh, onto their website, just a, a show, show a, a, an interest in selling and then talk to one of their people. So they are so proactive that they're inviting you to come to them. So there's some big guys out there doing that. So apart from that, look for other entrepreneurs in your in your city. So they may not necessarily be in short-term rentals, but they are budding entrepreneurs who are just looking for an opportunity. And they're the ones who are scoping out, looking at franchises. They're looking at the local McDonald's store to buy. They can see a good thing. If you can come across people like that, possibly that could be a buyer for your business. The third one that I've identified as a really good buyer in the industry is a real estate broker. A lot of the real estate brokers in are now looking at 
they've got the sales, they've got the long-term rentals, the long-term leasing, but they've identified that short-term is where it's at. And if they can take that into their business and offer that up as a third service to their clientele, it's magic. You can buy, you can act, act, act as a buyer's agent, find the property, lease it out to them. So real estate brokers are certainly one that I've got my eye on at the moment that are looking to take people on. Now, potentially they'll pay more as well. So let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about valuations and how these people are looking to value your business. A real estate industry valuation will typically look to offer what is normally known as a rent roll valuation. So the long-term leasing portfolios, those are valued at usually the management income. So what they're making a yearly management income times that by 2.4. So 2.4 multiplier on the management income. That's a lot. So folks, if you are out there and you're charging 25% management income, like I was, you times that by a yearly income by 2.4, there's two private yachts. Uh, (laughs) Is that that, uh, revenue or is that profit? No, that's revenue. That's That's revenue. revenue. So there's the exciting part. So that's the revenue. So that's the management income revenue. And uh, so whatever you're earning in management income, times that by 2.4. But this is only for real estate in the industry. So That's for long term. Why why is it 2.4? Why is it not 2.5? You know what? (laughs) It actually varies in different areas. So and 2.4 is what we typically see in Australia. So it possibly will vary. And at the end of the day, folks, if you're listening in right now and thinking about selling your business, it's only going to be worth what someone will pay. So this is really just a little guide to say, where do you start? What number do you come up with? Because that was the hardest thing for me. When I sold my business in 2019, no one else had really sold their short-term rental business. I was one of the first people to do that. There's no one to look to. So I had to really, you know, pluck some numbers out of the air (laughs) um, and hope that I got it right. But I've got to say now we have an industry standard in short-term rentals. And I would say the more realistic valuation for a short-term rental business these days is to look at your yearly profit. So your income, less all of your expenses, yearly profit times that by three, a three multiplier. And that is is what I'm seeing at the moment as a typical valuation worldwide. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I'm still interested. If somebody would buy my business and say, I will pay 2.4 times your revenue, I'd be like, ah, oh, we're rounding that up to 2.5, man. Like, seriously, what, what, 2.4? Like, this is a weird number. <laughs> there you go. You're, you know, and you can tell the, the typical entrepreneurs as soon as it's like 2.5. No, let's go 2.6. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, I guess, you you can really, you know, what's going to make your business stand out and make it more valuable to people is, is it going to be an easy transition? Is it going to be, you know, my old saying, keep it simple, stupid, the KISS method. Like, is your business structured in a a nice tight format that there's a playbook attached that it maybe for me, I was only running on one OTA with Airbnb. I was 100% Airbnb. I should have got a facial tattoo from Brian Chesky for the loyalty I showed him. But, um, so my, my business was relatively easy. I had one account with Airbnb that I was able to sell 130 listings that were attached to that account. So 
So I actually sold my Airbnb account as well. My yeah. profile is now being used by the new business. So folks, when you are looking to make sure that your business is as valuable as possible, make it as simple as possible for somebody to come in, take it over. If it's running independent of you, that's the first thing. If there's a playbook that they can come in with systems and operating procedures, that's number two. Number three, how many OTAs, how many channels are you on? How many softwares are you running? If it's too complicated, I know I would walk away. So just keep in mind all of those things as well. Just keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. yeah. When you're when you you're saying like free times profit, like do they just look at the last year or do they go back like two, three, four, five years and take the average or something? Or is it more like mm. the recent years? They do talk about it being the most recent 12 months, the most recent financial year. Yeah. However, honestly, if I was looking to buy, I would be looking at the last few years because I guess we've had a, you know, look at look at the last two years in worldwide, COVID has smashed us, right? So I don't think it's very fair to look at the last two years as a typical situation. Oh, who knows what typical is these days anyway, though, yeah. right? So um, yeah. but that's where I would possibly suggest to people that if you get an offer to sell now, I would actually say no. I would decline right now because what you want to do is run your business in the most profitable time that you can. And with the industry, the travel industry now opening up, I would predict that the next 12 months is going to be our most profitable short-term rental mm. time that we've ever seen in this industry. I really think that, you know, me for one, I'm about to do a world tour. I'm going to spend a lot of money in short-term rentals in the next 12 months. There's a lot of Aussies looking to come to your part of the world. If you're tuning in from North America, Europe at the moment, we're coming. The Aussies are coming. We're going to spend our money with you. <laughs> So what you want to do is you want to take a few months of those really juicy travel months and show as much profit as you can. So if you're considering selling, I would say maybe think about the actual sale within maybe 12 months from now. So give yeah. yourself a really good time, earn some yeah. money, get your systems together, make sure that everything's tight with your contracts and then boom, wait for boom. that knock on the door. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I think, you know, right now, like it's the last couple of years have been so crazy, right? That you like, it's, it's hard to like even compare like last year to the year before in 2019. Nowadays, like even when companies come out with their earnings, like Airbnb just came out with their earnings, right? For quarter one of 2022, there's no point comparing it to 2021. Because, you know, that was like the, the first quarter of 2021 was, was a really bad quarter. So, yeah, revenue is up like 80%. Well, that's because last year, this time was such a bad time, right? So, we, you know, we're, people are comparing to pre-COVID, right? So, they're saying like, oh, it's like 10% higher than, the, than Q1 of 2019, right? So, right now, it's like really tricky. So, I think, I think that's a really good point is like, you might not want to sell right now. Because in the last few years, your profit might not be might you know not be very high. Although in some markets, people have been crushing it. Sure. But if that's not the case, like get a rock solid year in, right? This year, 2022, like you said, Airbnb just came out with their with their earnings. Like Q1 of 2022, they had over 100 million bookings. That's the first time they surpassed 100 million. So Q1 is already really good, and like you said. 
it's looking to be a crazy year this year when it comes to travel, right? Everyone wants to travel. I just traveled from Amsterdam to Panama. The airport was so busy that they couldn't handle the amount of people. You know, yeah. I saw there was a joke on the on, on online somewhere. I saw a joke that the airport in Amsterdam is thinking about uh, buying uh, hot air balloons to uh, transport the additional passengers. <laughs> you know, it's 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 nuts like how busy it is at the airports right now. So so this is this is a great idea. Yeah, make 2000 make this year a super profitable year and then sell your business next year cuz then you can go off those those really high profit numbers and and also, you know, make sure you you know, you don't spend too much don't spend anything on costs and expenses like if not necessary, right? But yeah, and then join Legends X. So you have the systems, you have the playbook and everything, and then you're you'll be coaching in yeah. in, the, in Legends X. So yeah, um, I can. we've seen a few people that have got that plan coming through Legends X just recently, where they are doing Legends X to prepare for an eventual sale, and that yeah. really excites me because what they're doing is you know short-term rentals anyway is giving them financial freedom but i've got to tell you that ultimate payday when you get the big fat check come through for your business that changes your life that really is a great changer and you know and that gives you the freedom to then go off and do whatever you want to do for me it's coaching it's i've got a second book coming out in a couple of weeks time like this you know like there's a lot more that you can do out there and and it's, it's not lost on me that the novelty of short-term rentals can wear off, you know, after mm. dealing with homeowners, dealing with guests, uh, the novelty can wear off. So I totally get it, folks. But don't don't let things get to you, burn out, and then give up or give your properties away. You've got a saleable asset. Make the most of this and come yeah. up with and Be prepared. I think that even if you're not thinking of selling, prepare as if you are prepare as if you are ready to sell because you just never know when you get a knock on the door and somebody presents you a life-changing amount of money, mm-hmm. it may decide that the time is right. Right on. Well, like I said, we can talk about this uh, for hours, but we you know, we, we got to wrap up soon. But before I let you go, we're almost at the end of, of our third Legends X class. How, how's your experience for this class? It, I, I, I've seen like the students are crushing it. Yeah, so, I'm so proud of them. And just I get a real thrill now out of seeing the results. Um, not only is it more properties that I'm seeing being added to their portfolio, more profits being added to their business. You know, what really floats my boat is the CEO mindset, the CEO mindset that they can really start to realise that they can work on their business, not in it. They can take a vacation themselves mm-hmm. And when I can see that people are not sleeping with their phones after doing 90 days of Legends X, um, that to me is pretty damn exciting. You know, I guess a few of those people that have gone through Legends X are now going to be, well, they've they've joined the status of short-term rental legends and they're going to be joining us at the Mastermind in Waltolco. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but in Mexico in June. And I'm really excited to be able to sit down, meet them face to face. And just, you know, that's where we can spend hours talking about things like selling your business. Uh, We can spend hours talking about what the future holds for short-term rentals. And I can tell you that the more that we drink, the more interesting those conversations will get. (laughs) And I'm sure we'll do a lot of all of that when we meet together in person. 
Yeah, that's I'm I'm really excited about this too. That uh, some of our Legends X students have actually graduated into the Legends Mastermind, which is that was the whole purpose of like why we built Legends X. We were like, how do we? What's you know? We were looking at the Mastermind members and we're like, wow, these these people they they run their business a certain way. They you know they they have a certain structure. They have the systems. They have their vision. How do we help more of these companies like get to that level? You know, and and it's amazing to see that. We're getting these Legends X students who are graduating into the into our mastermind and uh, Legends X yeah. students that are now earning more than two million dollars a year that have got more than fifty properties in their portfolio. Like yeehaw. Yeah. And so yeah, so they're buying the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the drinks are included in the, oh, in okay. the event. Cool. So it's gonna be free rounds for everybody. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, hang out with you as well in uh, in Mexico because last time we met was how long ago? I remember yeah, it was in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was <laughs> in two and a half years ago now. So two and a half it was, years uh, ago. Wow. It wasn't a, yeah, it, it was a great time to catch up. And we met with Rebecca Slivka as yeah. well. So Rebecca's going to be in Mexico from Hicksfield Trailer Palace and Pillow and Coffee. So it'll be a bit of a reunion for the three of us, but we're going to have some some other incredible people joining us and a lot of fun. So folks. If you're listening in right now, you want to come to Mexico to hang with us, with the cool kids, um, I'm sure that we can sneak you in. I don't know if we still have seats, to tell you the truth. But, you know, <laughs> feel free to reach out to you. You can always reach out to us if you have more than 50 listings uh, or you're, you're owning more than $3 million in real estate or you're doing uh, at least $2 million in revenue with your, with your units. But if you're not at that level, then go check out Legends X because that's that's a program that we built to get you there, right? So, Legends X, and we actually start our uh, we're actually at the end of our our class, so we're actually going to uh, start opening up seats for the next round that starts in in June, right after our mastermind. So, if you're interested in Legends X, then uh, just go to strlegends.com/x. If you're interested in the mastermind, then you just go to strlegends.com. I hope this is Just not get confusing. In touch with us. Is this confusing? Just get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Just email me. Just email me. Jasper at overnightsuccess.io. We'll oh, get you whatever you need. <laughs> you've just given out. You, you're uh, going to have fans contacting you now. You're going to have women around the world trying to pick you up and uh, watch out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hard to catch right now. I'm on the 40th floor in a giant skull skyscraper i found out i'm i'm actually did you know i'm living at the tallest in the tallest building in central america really i didn't even know that <laughs> i didn't realize that i know there's a bar on like the 66th floor in this building and when you're in the bar like it has a view over the city and i noticed like hey i think th i think this i'm higher than any other building right now but i didn't know like it was the tallest building in central america oh you're so special i love it you're on top of the world. Uh, <laughs> one day I'm coming to that bar on the 66th floor, although I don't know that I'd look over the site. <laughs> yeah, I can recommend it. The view is pretty uh, incredible. But anyway, Judy, it was such a, such a pleasure to have you on on the podcast. And uh, we appreciate you being in being our Legends X coach and in the mastermind and everything else we do together. So thank you so much for, for joining. And to the listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sure you did because people always love the podcast with julie so i have no doubt that everybody loves it and on friday i'll be back with eric with another episode so until then thanks jasper
Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple podcast for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet, get paid.